Broadcasting from high above the reserve, this is Radio Harambe. Jambu, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Radio Harambe. I am here with my co-host, Christina. Hello, Christina. How are you? Hi. And today we're just going to talk a little bit about news. Um, there was obviously big news that we're going to talk about first and then some some other Animal Kingdom-related news. Um, but first, I want to direct your attention to our Tea Public store. The holidays are here and there is no better Christmas gift that I could think of <laughs> than getting somebody a T-shirt a hoodie, a baseball jersey, a mouse pad, or a uh, sticker, or co- coffee mug with all of our designs uh, based on Animal Kingdom and Animal Kingdom Lodge designed for the most part uh, by Christina, who is uh, sitting next to me. Um, and all the proceeds are going to Penguin Conservation. So we don't take a dime off of this. Every uh, penny we make from the T-shirt sales at Tee Public go directly to conservation. We had previously earlier this year did painted dogs. Now we're going to try to help out some penguins. So um, anything that you buy, including some recent designs, the recent designs, be, well, I'll let Christina explain her most recent designs. Oh, <laughs> um, well, these were crossed by you. So not a True. zoo. Um, there's one for Discovery Island and then Mr. Matumbo's. Yes, yes. And then you had me do the Diggs County 498 sign. Right, so the uh, the county road sign for Diggs County at 498, and I'll let you... I don't know where that's from. I don't think I've ever seen that sign. Oh, no, there's a you sign. You sent it to me, and I said, okay, I don't remember seeing it. Sure, so when you go by... Uh, Chester and Hester's, and you have uh, in between Chester and Hester's and the Dinorama area with the carnival games and stuff, there's the pavement. That's supposed to be the county road, and Chester and Hester's is right off the county road. And there is a sign, just like you would see on county roads throughout the country. This one is Route 498, which, of course, is the month and year the Animal Kingdom was born, April 1998. The other designs are, of course, not a zoo, which, you know, Disney hasn't advertised in many, many years. But, um, you know, we're bringing that back. Discovery, River, uh, Discovery Island, excuse me. And Mr. Matumbo's, which is a sign that you will see throughout Harambe. Uh, he uh, sells fishing supplies and stuff. So they're cool designs. Very, very deep cuts on many of these, uh, many of these T-shirts and stuff. Um, but, you know, people seem to like them, so we, uh, we're selling them. They're on sale now, currently. But to find them, go to uh, my Twitter handle, at JohnBorV1, or my Instagram page, which is Safari underscore Mike. Or you can go to the Instagram page uh, at Disney's Animal Kingdom, and you will find the link to our Tee Public store in all of those. 
Um, they're easy to find. So go there, buy presents for all of your Disney Animal Kingdom fans who are on your Christmas list, and they will be ecstatic. So help save the penguins. <laughs> and help save the penguins. <laughs> Absolutely. So we were going to just do a quick news show. Um, the uh, the wife and I just came back from San Antonio, so we're going to do a Planet Watch on the zoo uh, pretty soon. But I wanted to do a um, just sort of a news show, mostly because we've had very big news about three or four weeks ago. I mean, obviously, anybody who's listening to this show knows full well that Bob Chapa got fired and Bob Iger is, again, the CEO and in charge of Disney. Now, just a little, some of my thoughts on this, and then I'll ask Christina what her thoughts are if you know she has any concerns or um, or is happy about it. I, for one, am mildly happy about it. I think Bob Iger is definitely a step up from uh, Bob Chapik. I think Bob Iger is the lesser of the evil Bobs. I thought Chapik uh, really did a, frankly, a terrible job when he was CEO. Now he was handed a rough set of cards um when you know basically he took over and all of a sudden covid hit so he he was you know behind the eight ball in in fairness to him um but but i think some of his decisions were poor and i don't think he was good for the parks i don't think Iger is that good for the parks either i think neither one of them and i've said this many times on twitter neither one of these guys would have ever greenlit Expedition Everest because it's not based on a Disney property and there's no synergy and there's no cross-marketing. Uh, I think Iger is a little bit better than Chapik on that, but what? But Iger certainly is good for the comp, better for the company as a whole. And at the very least, he's already indicated that they're going to stop with the park reservation system coming uh, early next year and stop with this, you can't, park hop until after two o'clock so if you buy a ticket you will be in you will be able to get into a park you don't have to buy a ticket and then reserve whichever park you want and you know god forbid you're going christmas week and good luck find getting a park reservation if you buy a ticket you will be allowed in the park so at the very least that is a step in the right direction i think and that at the very least that is better than what we had with Chapik, which there seemed to be no end in sight on the park reservation and the park hopping restrictions. Now, I don't think, you know, all of a sudden we're going to get like some stupendous, uh, you know, additions to Epcot and Animal Kingdom and Hollywood Studios. I think we're probably not going to get anything other than what they've already announced um, for the foreseeable future, just because the reality of the situation is COVID hit the parks hard. When we interviewed Joe Rohde, I, I, I don't think this made it on the air, but he, you know, he was talking about how it was the parks were not making money for for a long time, and it's hard to recover from that. So again, Bob Chapik was hand, handed a bad uh, a bad hand, or was dealt a bad hand, excuse me, but uh, he didn't play it well, and you know, hopefully Iger will be here for a couple of years, kind of stabilize things, and get back to. What it was at least five or six years ago, um, if not, you know, what it was with uh, uh, Michael Eisner and where I think was the golden age of Disney. I'm going to hand the mic now to Christina to see if there's any thoughts she has about it. Well, regardless of the who they changed it to, which they went back to Iger, but regardless of that, I think, and I'm surprised your brother 
didn't want to come on and talk about this <laughs> and gloat and say we were right because I think it's a good sign that they realize they're going in the wrong direction. That the fans don't like it and the people aren't going to support it. Mm-hmm. And we need to make a change. So, yeah, I, I get it. Not everyone's happy that Iger's there. My thought is don't look at who they're putting in. Look at the fact that they're realizing that they're not going the right direction and they need to make changes. And I think that's a very good thing. I do, but here's the problem I have with this is that the uh, changes were precipitated by the chief financial officer, McCarthy, who she is now apparently the favorite to take over for Iger in a couple of years. But the reason that they got rid of Chapik was not because the chief financial officer or other, you know, the board of directors or anything looked at it and said, you know, the, the parks aren't as good as they used to be. The fans are kind of, grow, uh, you know, moaning and, and bitching about the parks. The reason that they got rid of Chapik was Disney Plus and the fact that it registered losses over a billion dollars uh, last year. Um, and just because they're spending so much money on properties and they're not getting enough Subscription rates, I mean, they, they're just they're going to bump up the, the price of, of your yearly subscription and all that kind of stuff, but they lost a tremendous amount of money. Now, when you have a streaming service, you have to sort of build content, and it costs a lot of money. I mean, Amazon Prime, for example, spent hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars on the Lord of the Rings uh, series that they just produced. Um, and Disney, of course, is p- producing some high-cost high special effects shows in the Star Wars shows and the Marvel shows. So the Disney Plus lost a lot of money and the financial officer apparently went to the board of directors and said, this can't happen anymore. Either Chapek goes or I go. And the board of directors likes the chief financial officer, McCarthy, more than they did Chapek. And she is, um, by all accounts, a pretty good financial officer and did a very nice job during COVID. But go ahead, what were you going to say? But you were saying that Chapek got dealt a bad hand during COVID right. because the parks couldn't recover from that, and now you're saying that it had nothing to do with the parks. No, I'm, I'm not saying. Say, Disney Plus should be the easiest thing to sell during a pandemic. Right, right. right. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is, I think Chapek gets a bad rap for how bad the parks have been doing, and the park reservation system, and the. Um, you know the the park uh, the the park hopping restrictions and all that kind of stuff, and he deserves a bad rap for it. But I, but the reality is he in dealing with COVID he, that was a difficult time for him, and that's where a lot of these things came in. But the reality of the situation was he was not fired because of the situation in the parks. I think he was fired because of the situation with the streaming service and how poorly. Uh, that has been make, how that has been a, a, a black hole in profits for Disney. The parks actually made money last year. Disney Plus did not. It lost. I think I read something over a billion dollars, and that was really the pres- the the deciding factor in getting rid of Chapek, not his mishandling of the parks. As a consequence of getting rid of Chapek, I do think the parks are going to be in a better place because I think Iger will be better for the parks. Mm-hmm. I mean, just getting rid of the reservation system. Exactly. It just sounds, especially with, like, my kids' needs and, you know, we have a kid with special needs and it's just so overwhelming. I yeah. mean, 
I, I haven't used the reservation system. Oh. It's just, it, Disney World was already way more complicated. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I told you with Disneyland, like, what? No, you don't need reservations. You don't need, you know. It just, it's just, Disney World was always, like, the more complicated mm-hmm. of the Disney park areas, I guess, if you were to say. And then to put reservations on top of it and you can't park hop until a certain time just made it sound so over the top overwhelming that parents go, is this stress really worth it? It's vacation. You're not supposed exactly. to stress like that. You're a hundred percent right about that. It was, it, it, Disney world is already complicated. I mean, we've gone over this ad nauseum about, um, you know, the fast passes and people not realizing you could book them up 60 days in advance. I mean, the non Disney, the people who go there every five years yeah. didn't realize that. This was even much worse. And if you didn't have a park, I mean, I can't imagine the family that buys Disney World tickets, you know, decides to go in July, buys their tickets like in April, books their, books their hotel, not realizing that you have to make a park reservation and like a week ahead of time or when they get there, realize they can't, they actually can't go. They bought tickets, but they can't even go into the park because they didn't make reservations for that. It was just, it's just a stupid idea. I mean, I the, the the they were trying to limit the number of people in each park, at least know how many are in to 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 kind of get through COVID. I, but you know, COVID. I know it's not over, but it's essentially all the restrictions are basically over now. There was no reason to continue it, and he, there was no end in sight. Um, now there apparently, once Iker took over, there is an end in sight. So at the very least, from a park's point of view, that is a a good thing. Uh, do you have any other things to say about the Iger Chapik thing? I, I pretty much said what I wanted to say. No, I just I just thought it's a it's a good sign that they realized it was not going in the right direction, and hopefully we'll see some positive change. It doesn't sound like he's going to be in charge for long. Well, he's seventy one, and, and I think he he really wanted to retire. And yeah. I think you know the the board of directors and the chief financial officer went to him and said, "This is a disaster. Can you please come back?" For a little bit, and he agreed to come back for a little bit to sort of weather this particular storm, and we'll hand it off hopefully in happier times in two years from now or whatever it is. I think he said he was going to be the CEO until the end of 2025 or something, or maybe the beginning, maybe January 2025. He was going to leave. I'm not sure. It's a couple of years anyway. Um, and then you know they'll probably find somebody. Now the head, the lead, the person you hear of the. The chief financial officer, I think her name is Christine McCarthy, if I'm not mistaken. Um, she's very well liked by the board of directors. She's very well liked by, uh, you know, the uh, investors and things like that. She apparently did a very nice job in securing enough cash to get through COVID. And, you know, she gets praise for her work in a financial. She has no creative background at all. I mean, I mean, Iger was a movie guy, um, but she is not a a creative person at all, but she's also not to, I'm not disparaging it because I'm not far behind her, but she's 65 years old. I'm not sure if the board of directors are going to want another person who's only going to be there a couple of years before they retire. Um, you know, they might want somebody younger. I don't know, but they have two years to figure it out. Iger's in charge for a couple of years. I don't think there's going to be a lot of investment in the parks in the next couple of years anyway, but you know, it is what it is. Shall we move on to other bits of news? I was going to say, speaking of Disney Plus... Yes, that's, that's, on our news. that's actually the next thing I was going okay. to talk about. 
Coming January, early January of next year, 2023, a second season of The Magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom is coming. Uh, we did an extensive show about this back when the first series happened and, you know, kind of like a, a, a review of it. It's a fun show. If anybody, I mean, everybody in, on Earth now has Animal Planet and Discovery Channel and all these. There are numerous, you know, secrets of the zoo, behind the zoo and all that kind of stuff. They did one for the Bronx Zoo for a couple of years on one of those channels, too. It's very similar to that. You kind of get a behind the scenes look at how they care for the animals, what happens with the animals, babies being born, you know, unfortunately, animals passing away. And it's not just the Disney's Animal Kingdom. They also touch base on uh, the Living Seas in Epcot. They touch base on uh, the Animal Kingdom Lodge, obviously has uh, uh, zoo exhibits. And they also touch base on, is it the Triple D Ranch in... There's a, there's a ranch or whatever that the that they have animals on. So they, they go, they touch base on all of those. I enjoyed the series when it was on. I think it's a, it, you know, it's a, if you're an Animal Kingdom fan, you know, you'll enjoy watching that. Um, you have anything to add to that? Do you mean the ranch that was in Disneyland? That's gone though, isn't it? I think it's the ranch in Sadly, Fort Wilderness. It's gone. Yeah, I think it's the, I think there's one in Fort Wilderness. Oh, okay. Whatever they, they call that, they I forget. Got rid of it for Star Wars Land and Yeah, Star, I Star don't Wars. Know where the pardoned turkeys are now? Yes. Yeah, I don't know where the pardoned turkeys are now. But it's 10 episodes. It's starting in January. Uh so uh be sure to check that out. Um and other uh Disney Animal Kingdom news, there is new a lot of new food coming to the Animal Kingdom Lodge. Um, if you go to the Maji Pool Bar, they serve, uh, you know, sort of counter service type food. They have a, a whole new menu coming. There's a shrimp bowl. There's a multi-grain tabbouleh bread. There's a spiced pork nachos and a short rib grilled cheese where they p- put short ribs on a grilled cheese sandwich. Me personally, I just want grilled cheese. If I'm going to have a grilled cheese sandwich, I just want grilled cheese. I don't want anything on it. That's funny. Maybe I sliced. I want short rib. <laughs> That's fine. We'll get the short rib on the side. And if I, I, I like short rib too. I'm happy to have a short rib too. But if I'm going to buy a grilled cheese sandwich, I just want a grilled cheese sandwich. Maybe with a sliced tomato on it, but that's it. I don't want any of these fancy things with all this stuff on the, on the grilled cheese. But people apparently like it. So you can go there to the, my bar, uh, the Maji Pool Bar and get those. Do we have a Maji Pool Bar shirt? I don't think we do, do we? We do. We do? All right, we do. <laughs> we do. I know, but there's so many. You've done so many over the years, over the last couple of years. There is, oh, I remember that, yes. Maji. Yes, there it is, yes. It's, it's actually a good shirt. Um, oh, they're all good shirts, babe. Um, also, coming to the Mara, which we had a slight discussion before we recorded about mm-hmm. uh, whether or not we like the Mara, which is the counter service at Jumbo House, Kadani Village is famous for not having a counter service. Right. But the Mar is actually introducing some new things. There's a sun-dried tomato and herbed ricotta flatbread. They do flatbreads there. And they're also starting to do bowls. They're going to have a shrimp one, a chicken one, and a South African vegetarian bowl, which sounds pretty good. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I think for a counter service restaurant in a hotel, I think Mara is actually pretty good. You uh, have a different opinion, correct? I just wasn't impressed. I thought, you know, Animal Kingdom, I think, has the best counter service in all of Disney World. Agreed. Um, And there's multiple options of counter service. It's not that they have just one good one. They have multiple different places. You don't have to do dine-in reservations to have a good meal there. 
And then when you stay at Animal Kingdom Lodge, unless you're going to Sanaa and Jika, which you definitely need your reservations for, no. This is not great. Uh, I think is pretty good. I will respectfully disagree with you. One, By the way, one tip you mentioned that you definitely need reservations for Jico and Sanaa and Boma as well. And, and I agree with all of that. But here is a little insider tip, especially if you're not there at a peak dinner time. The Sanaa has a bar. You can go to the bar, sit at the bar, and order food if you want. If you don't have a reservation for Sanaa and you really want to get, like, the bread service <laughs> or or... <laughs> Or something else there, the this, this soup or whatever. Um, they have a great tomato and paneer cheese soup. I'm sure it's a scaled-down menu from uh, the restaurant. I don't know if that's true. I mean, it's right there. I think you can pretty much order anything you want. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Well, because, I mean, take take this weekend. The, the hotel we were staying in had a lounge outside of it that had a pared-down menu. Yep, you could did. order from the lounge separate from the restaurant in the hotel. And those items were also on the ho- the restaurant's mm-hmm. menu, but mm-hmm. it was pared down from what you could order. 100% it was. And so I would imagine Snow would be the same. The I, bar would have a very pared down. I understand exactly what you're saying. And for example, uh, you if you go to Tiffin's, the Nomad Lounge sort of is the lounge of Tiffin's. Mm-hmm. That has a pared down menu. You can order the appetizers or some of the right, things right, on there specific. Right. But I think Sana is actually different. I think you can order anything you want at the bar. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Um, the other thing that they're adding is Jico is adding and uh, is adding a sweet potato and ground nut soup, which sounds interesting sounds to me. Um, what kind of nuts? I don't know. I'd have to go look it up. I don't have it in front of me. But it's a sweet potato ground nut soup. What's a ground nut? I was thinking ground up nuts. It said ground nut, not ground up nuts. Oh, really? Right. I mean, what nuts grow in the ground? Peanuts? So that's probably what it is. Okay. I'm thinking, which would be good. A sweet potato peanut soup sounds pretty good. That's, that's, I make a South African sweet potato pe- peanut suit. I am going to be astounded if it's the same. Thing. <laughs> we're going to sue them. No, we're not. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> One of my favorite things in uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom that has come over the last five or so years has been the Tree of Life experience. Uh, again, we've talked about this numerous times. They have uh, they put projection lights on the Tree of Life, and I think it's absolutely fantastic. And they're doing that currently. They're doing the holiday one right now, which is um, a special one, obviously for the holidays, and it's also fantastic. Um, and if you're at Disney's Animal Kingdom when it gets dark, by 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 God, go and watch it. It's great. But uh, pretty soon, you're going to be getting a way of water. Uh, sort of overlay, I guess, for lack of a better term, a a tree of life experience. And Christina's looking at me slightly puzzled. Way of Water is the new Avatar movie, which is coming out in the middle of December, right before Christmas. Um, Obviously, Avatar is now a Disney product. And um, so the Way of Water, the 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 Avatar on the Tree of Life, I don't know how long that's going to last, but apparently it's coming uh, probably right after the holiday spirit one runs, which is January. Usually they stop doing it in the very beginning of January. Um, the Merry Menagerie is back. We all love the Merry Menagerie, which is all these puppets and stuff that you see. And, you know, I think over the last... When did we go to the for the holidays show? Was it 2018? 19. 19? It was right before COVID. 
right before COVID. Okay, so that was probably the second year they were doing it. So it was probably oh, started. It was the first year. Was it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, it was the first year? That's fine. Yeah, it was brand new. So it started just before COVID. So this is a, the third year. Um, and I think Disney's Animal Kingdom has really stepped up their holiday game in terms of decor, um, where it obviously used to pale in comparison to the other uh, the other parks. Magic Kingdom, of course, decked out. Epcot is always decked out. And Hollywood Studios used to be decked out with the Osborne family lights, but those, of course, are now gone. Uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom is just a fun place to go for uh, for Christmas. And the Merry Menagerie is back. And you can actually buy plushes of some of the an- Merry Menagerie animals. The penguin and polar bear are available. I believe they're technically puppets, but they're plush. Um, and so well, you can go ahead and have your own Merry Menagerie at home. I mean, the Merry Menagerie are puppets. Correct. And so it, I would want it to be a puppet. 100%. The kids would want to go home and play like they were, you know. At Disney. <laughs> yes, I 100% agree. It's a uh, it's a perfect idea. So you could, you know, buy the Mary, Mary Menagerie uh, puppets and have it at home. And if you're so inclined, we sell a Mary Menagerie t-shirt. So going back to our t-shirts, you could buy one of our t-shirts, buy the puppets, and have your own Mary Menagerie show at home. Looking these things up now. That sounds so cute. A couple of other quick things, and then we'll wrap this up. Um, Zootopia Plus, which is a show on Disney Plus, which is basically a Zootopia. Wait, wait, wait. Aren't they doing something else for the holidays with the eggs? Oh, thank you for reminding me. I apologize. Yes, I will. I thought that was such a cute idea. They are. There is an ostrich egg ornament activity table at the Animal Kingdom Lodge. I believe it's the Jumbo House, where you can go and you get like a fake ostrich egg and make an ornament out of it. You can design whatever you want on there. And there's also some artifacts. I saw like an ostrich skull or whatever. So the the people there kind of teach a little bit about the ostrich and I, I suppose probably the egg and like it could feed a family for like a year or something ridiculous like that. They're so big. But um, <laughs> I exaggerate, obviously. But yes, that is, thank you for reminding me. There is the ostrich egg ornament activity table. Say that 10 times fast. <laughs> um, but yeah, it looks cute. Yeah, that looked very, that sounded very, very cute. I think my kids would be into it. And it's one of those making memory things that Disney does that is why people like going to Disney. Well, yeah, one of the things about the holidays, of course, is um, it's usually super packed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, getting on attractions can be somewhat difficult, but Disney does do a good job. At least they have in years past, and uh, hopefully they'll continue to do that. Um, providing you with all sorts of entertainment, holiday themed entertainment, particularly at Epcot and Magic Kingdom, but also at some of the other parts, uh, the other two other parks as well, like this at the Animal Kingdom Lodge. So there's a lot of like special things that they do. Uh, special parades, special shows, special performances, special entertainment, special activities like this to uh, sort of help ease the pressure of all those crowds. They Actually, in the past, they've done a fantastic job of that. And this sounds like one of those things that they do. I, I, I agree. It's, it's definitely needed. And as a mom of kids that can't really take the big crowds and that kind of thing, it's, it's nice that you can go back to your hotel and you can still do something fun with the kids, but take a break from the chaos. <laughs> it is chaos. It's brutal. I mean, especially that week between Christmas and New Year's is just 
absolutely yeah. brutal. I, 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 I will. I mean, I, I, I will sometimes. I, you know, having the Disney app on my phone on New Year's Eve, I will. I like to look at um, the lines at Epcot. I mean, you would get. I'm not sure if it's going to still be like that, but in the past years, pre-COVID, you would get lines for Soren, and then again before they actually built the additional theaters too, that were like six hours long. And you know, you would. I, I've. I, There's no I, ride that's worth that. No, of course not. And I, I can't imagine the person who sees that sign that says, you know, five hour wait, and says, "All right, let's line up." <laughs> I just don't. I just don't get it. Um, I understand that you know you've been to, you're going to Epcot, you want to ride the rides. But I don't know how people do that. But uh, I will look at it again this year to see what they're like. Um, so let's go back to when I started saying the animation experience at the Conservation Center at Rafiki's Planet Watch has um, is where you can go and it's like a 20 to 25 minute show for lack of a better term but they have somebody, an animator up there and they teach you how to draw uh, they've used uh, Lion King things in the past but they are currently now doing a Zootopia one so you get to draw the characters from Zootopia. If Zootopia interests you it does not me, I am not the biggest Zootopia fan in the world I still have to watch it I, I just I, I know people love it, and I know a lot of people you know rave about it and want to see it at the Animal Kingdom, but I do not. I don't. First of all, I don't think it fits in the Animal Kingdom. It doesn't. It does not comply with Joe Rody's no pants rule. Um, and and do you know what the no pants rule is? I, I do. Okay, for people who don't know, <laughs> the no pants rule is if. If an animal in a Disney sh- movie or show was wearing pants, it's really just a human. And they're just sort of commenting on it and using animals as substitutes for humans. As opposed to movies such as Lion King or Jungle Book or some of the others, uh, Up even, or you know some of the other ones where the animals are animals. So anyway, Zootopia is not about animals. It's about people. It's about racism, really, and, and you know, uh, class structure and is they're using animal traits to right to sh- tell a human to story show you visually their personality right right exactly and um i i just don't think it works at disney but anyway if you're a zootopia fan i dig- digress i apologize if you're a, Di- a zootopia fan you could go there and learn how to draw uh, some of the characters from that I mean, movie there's that one person at my work that they make references to that Zoot- a Zootopia character all the time, the sloth. The sloth. Oh yeah, there's the the scene where the where they're trying <laughs> well, to get something it's done. It's popular yeah. enough that like people, and 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 I don't know if this happens in other office places where people comment on comparing people to characters of that movie, but I could see people going there and drawing it, even if they're not a fan of the movie itself. But mm-hmm. like. Oh, we got to go do this for Bill because, you know, Bill's totally that sloth character. Right. The sloth character, that scene is famous, really. I mean, uh, everybody pretty much knows it. Last but not least, Restaurantosaurus, um, which is not one of our favorite. uh, We're talking about how it's a great counter service, but. I don't know. I've never. It's just burgers and chicken and chicken fingers and stuff. It's basic American fare. But anyway. You can order kids' meals there, and now when you order a kids' meal, you actually get a Nat Geo dinosaur book. It's actually like a little, nice little book about dinosaurs for kids. Yeah, like so, um, and it's, I mean, a kids' meal is only eight ninety nine. You're getting a book with it. That's actually not a bad deal for 
uh, for um, parents looking to feed their kids. I mean, it's chicken fingers and kids' burgers. It's like going to McDonald's, basically. Parents get their kids in there because that's always been my problem is you go right by the boneyard to get there and you're not leaving. You're you're getting sucked into the boneyard and forget lunch. (laughs) One of my favorite tactics is to... uh, well, first of all, I usually don't eat in a restaurant store, so that's number one. And number two is if I did, though, I would say, well, go to Boneyard. First, you have to prove to me you could finish your, your lunch, and then we'll go to Boneyard. That's oh, the one way you could do I'm it. I'm a pushover on vacation. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm a tyrant. Um, so that's, that is the news this week. Um, I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, again, I'm going to, again, reference our T Public stores. You can go to our... Um, Social media at Jump Over One uh, and Instagram at Safari underscore Mike or uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom. You can see links to our PT Public Store. Purchase whatever you want, all the money. I don't make a dime off of it. Christina works very hard on designing all of these numerous. I mean, we when I say there are deep cuts, there are some very deep cuts on these T-shirts. But I will also tell you that when you're walking around Animal Kingdom. Uh, cast members know exactly what it's. I mean, they know what the Pangani Forest Trail is. They know what Joe Rody masks and beads are, um, and people love. I, you, I've struck up so many conversations with cast members just because I. Well, whenever I go to Disney, I wear my shirts, our shirts, <laughs> um, and so if you want to do that, it's a great way to start to talk to cast members. But anyway, it's also a great way to help penguins in the wild, which are uh, are in need of our help. So. All proceeds, every single cent that we make from those T-shirts goes to conservation. And now, as I said, we are doing penguins. Uh, For Christina, anything else you want to add or are we good? I think we're good. We are good. I want to say Quaharini, go well, and happy holidays to everybody. Thank you. Kwaku walufwa melako na kungungu na utukuu.